Welcome back to the Side Conversations podcast. So sorry I missed you guys last weekend. I was actually driving all the way from North Carolina back to Texas. I'm officially out of the military and back on my regular people grind. Everything's been good so far. Um, actually just got a job offer today. Super, super dope stuff. Um, really, really excited. Now, anyways, enough about me. I know a lot of you guys are here right now because you are looking at the $50 Guess the Sound Challenge. If you saw it on my page, you saw me talk about it, tweet about it, all that good stuff. Here it is right now. Listen up for the rules. So I have an object or objects in my presence and I will make noise with them. If you can guess the noise and guess exactly what I'm doing and what it is I'm doing, you get $50 to wherever you want. Now, this is a one-time deal. So the first person to guess exactly what it is gets it. We will release the name of the winner and the prize, take a picture with them, all that good stuff, and shout them out on the page if you guess it. If not, the challenge will move on to the next week until we have a definite winner, and it'll be a new sound every single week. And then after that, we'll even try to bump it up, maybe a $100 challenge or a $150 challenge or anything crazy so make sure you guys listen up all right here we go here's the first challenge one more time all right if you can guess that sound then you yourself Win $50, $50 or $50 gift card to wherever you want. So there you go. Send them into my DMs on Instagram or into the page wherever you listen. Just make sure you reach me personally or the page personally so we can get down to it. Oh, so moving on. Been taking a lot of polls lately on Instagram. Um, not really into that type of stuff, but a lot of cool stuff actually Oh, I took a poll a really, really long time ago. Um, I think it was like if you guys change your underwear every single day. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Some of y'all are nasty. Some of y'all really... Some people like legitimately voted that they don't have to uh, change their underwear every day. That's... Come on now. You're better than that. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Right here. I'm looking at it right now. It said 90% of you said yes, you change your underwear every day. And 10% of y'all don't. That's disgusting. And there was like over 60 votes. Yeah, I'm looking at about 60, 60 votes. That's pretty terrifying. But jumping into um, the one I actually wanted to talk about was I asked if you guys would allow your kid to get uh, participation trophies. Now, um, this came from just the fact that uh, I wanted to know because I've been seeing a lot of people complain and a lot of people talk about, oh, participation trophies are good for people or they're good to build spirit and all this whatnot. So when I asked, um, 50, uh, so the total poll was out of 56 people. Now, uh, some of these people I know personally, some of these people I don't know personally, there's people who just passed by and uh, saw the story and decided to vote. So this is totally unbiased towards anybody. Uh, 50, uh, 50 people 
out of 56 people said no. They won't let their kid get uh, participation trophies. Now, six people said yes. Now, I tried to keep it as professional as possible, saying, like, you know, this isn't, like, a joke. This is legitimate. Like, would you really allow your kid to get our participation trophy? And a lot of mixed results. Um, and, you know, I, I'll tell you my opinion first. Uh, would I allow my kid to get a participation trophy? Obviously, if he's playing a sport and it's a little league game and, you know, his team loses or whatever and coach comes up to him and is like, hey, here's this participation trophy. Um, like, uh, at least you tried. I'm not going to walk up to him and like snatch it out of his hands and be like, you know, throw it in the dirt or something crazy. You know, a, a lot of people uh, were, you know, chiming in. They're like, oh, absolutely not. I'm taking that thing out of his hands and I'm stomping it into the dirt and I'm throwing it away and telling him he's going to be, if he wants something, he's got to work hard. And I'm like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. But don't take that approach unless you want to see a small child cry and then you look absolutely terrible in front of the other parents. Um, my dad uh, was very big on, hey, if you winners win things, you know, you get you get the trophy. You get to the point of, uh, in my opinion, is the trophy is is a, a status. Now, I'm not talking like social status. I'm talking about a, a sports status because it's a competition. And in a competition, not everybody wins. That's what a competition is. There's a winner and there is a loser. And I believe that a participation trophy can take away um, not only the, the, the competition aspect, but if it's something serious and everybody gets surprised, then what's the point of trying so hard to, you know, win something? Like if I'm this this kid, right? And I'm practicing what whatever I'm doing super, super hard every single day, trying to become the best at it, right? And I go to this competition, and I do my thing, and I tried my hardest, and I win because of my hard work and my determination. And then I get this big trophy, and I'm like, you know what? I did it. I accomplished it. All my hard work has paid off. But I look around, and then everyone else is getting the same trophy. But instead of their name on it, just says you tried, I'm like, well, still, they're getting this trophy that they didn't even work for, or they didn't obtain it. You know, so it makes me feel kind of like, well, damn, I, I mean, I wanted that, you know, I, I, I worked hard for it, but these kids are just getting it handed out to them. So that's where I come from. Now, a lot of people um, actually came in and uh, one of my good friends said, well, when do you start uh, or stop giving participation trophies which is kind of a thing that it's become such a norm that now participation trophies are a thing and everybody's a winner and I guess but uh, we can get a little bit deeper into that mindset and what he said was um, he was like why take it away when it's you know a, a, a small sport and I said you know what that's a great point great point because you can't just you know well that's kind of conflicting at what point do you start giving trophies? I think that we should take out participation trophies and y when we're young and the kids are young, we should hone in those skills of them, you know, like when they're playing basketball, football, baseball, anything they're playing, there shouldn't be awards, uh, I'd say like below 10 or 11, you know, uh, 
right there in those young ages where they're developing these skills, they're developing balance, speed, power, all these things that come into play when you start playing, uh, you know, legitimate organized sports, uh, you know, they should be honing in their skills, learning how to use their, uh, their bodies, their, their techniques, their, you know, all these things to discover themselves as athletes. That's the time they should be getting ready. Um, and there shouldn't be any, you know, uh, I mean, there shouldn't really be trophies and stuff because, you know, I, I mean, I've seen my, uh, nephew plays basketball, but he, you know, he's super tiny and they play on really small rims and stuff, you know, it's just keeping it fair and keeping it fair is, is, is teaching them the fun and the fundamentals and, and everything about the sports. So I don't think you should be dishing out trophies right then and there. You should be like, all right, Hey, this is the sport. Here's how to play it. Have some fun, and if you find yourself enjoying enjoying it, continue it, and then become competitive at it. I hope that makes sense to some of you guys. I hope you guys are picking up what I'm putting down here. Um, so he made a really good point. I said, you know what? Hey, great idea. How about we don't do participation trophies or any trophies whatsoever? We teach them the sport, and if they enjoy it, once they break that 10- or 11-year mark and they can get into organized sports and play the sports for real – Boom, there you go. That's when we introduce the trophies of, hey, congratulations, you've worked this hard at this sport, so here's this trophy. And that's what it is, man. It's When I think uh, of trophies and medals, I don't think of like this glory and stuff, but it's people showing that they worked hard, you know? Now, I mean, I remember the first time I got uh, a wrestling trophy, or it was a medal, but, you know, they're, I think those, those sports are, are the best. And it was so humbling because I, and in sports before, you would practice and practice and practice. And in a sport like wrestling, it's one-on-one. It's all on you. So if you lose a match, you have nobody to blame but yourself. So I remember I'd go to tournaments and I'd get beat up on it and whooped and I'd get fifth, fourth place and I'd get nothing and, and anything. So... And, you know, I get nothing, but I see these guys and, and they, they get these trophies, they get these medals and they're getting the high fives from everybody. And I'm like, damn, I want that. I want the trophy. I want to wear the medal around my neck. I want to be getting high fives from the crowd. I want the crowd, you know, saying my name. So what did I do? What I did was I went harder. I went to the gym more. I worked out harder. I worked on my technique more. I was skipping class to go lose weight to get ready for a big tournament and then I went to a tournament and I won my third it was a third place medal third place but you know what I was able to get a medal around my neck because they weren't just handing them out you had to earn it and it made me work harder and that's the thing that's where it comes off of that competitiveness to to see people have something that you don't what that did for me was to go, damn, I need to work harder. And seeing the fact that they never gave me a, a medal or anything because I had to earn it, it made me work harder. It made me work smarter. It made me more disciplined. And it taught me things about myself that I would have never found if, if I had never not gotten anything, you know? So that's why I feel like these trophies and these medals should be reserved for winners because... Imagine a kid who just has everything handed to him his entire life and it's he'll never learn what it means to to try harder to be better than the next person. 
you know, because if you want to be first place, if you want trophies, you want gold around your neck, you have to sacrifice time, sacrifice pain, sacrifice relationships. You have to put yourself first and grind, man. And in those those moments when you're grinding for the trophy and you're grinding for the title, that's when you learn stuff about yourself, about your team, about what it means to work together. And all of that would be taken away if everyone just got a trophy. You know, that's where I'm coming from. So that's where my stance is on it. Now, when it comes to physically applying that to children, um, that's tough. You know, uh, my father was was like, he was like, hey, man, if you got a participation trophy. He's like, congrats, but it's just a participation trophy. Read it. It says participation. Now, when I was very young, I didn't know what participation meant. I literally thought we were winning all these tournaments. I was like, damn, look at all these medals. I was like, bro, I'm going to the league, you know, (laughs) but I wasn't because we were losing all the time. Anyways, but, um, it's false hope too. That's another thing. You get all these medals and these kids think they're great, but they're, you know, they're not, if you're not, giving them real trophies for real things that they've really achieved, then you're just giving them false hope and and then they're not going to be able to get better. So my girlfriend says all the time, she's going to be super soft when we have kids. And I understand that. And, And I'm a sucker for, for small kids, you know, and I want them to be happy, but it comes a time where you have to be like, Hey, you need to understand this. This is just, this is a thanks for showing up. And I I do honestly feel like I'll be honest with my kids. I'll be like, hey, look, I get it, but this is not how we do business. Because I myself, I hold myself to a higher standard. I hold myself to a higher standard where nobody in here owes you anything. If you want to be the best, you got to grind to be the best. And if you can grind to be the best, then it will show. Your credentials will show. So that's where I'm going to have, you know, that talk where it's like, hey, look, congratulations, but this is nothing. If you really want to shine and you really want to know what it means to grind and become the best, I'll be like, take this, put it up on, put it up in a drawer. And then I'll show you what, what real success looks like. If you grind hard, you'll get the real big trophy. You'll get what it, you'll get the title of number one. So that's where I'm coming from. A lot of people, some of y'all were really scaring me. Some of y'all were DMing me like, oh, I'm going to take it, burn it. And I was like, yo, <laughs> chill out. Because, <laughs> I mean, some of these guys are in Little League. That's normally where you see um, a lot of the stuff. But that's my stance on um, on participation trophies. Participation trophies? I feel like, God, that's... You ever say a word so many times it just loses content? Like, you just it doesn't sound, like, real anymore? That's participation. I feel like I'm losing it. But that's my stance on it. If you guys still have anything to say, you can always hit us up on Side Conversations Podcast on Instagram, Side Combo on Twitter, or hit us up on the email, sideconversationspodcast.gmail.com. Or honestly, DM me on my personal page and just yell at me and tell me how good you want your child to be who's just amazing at something. But yeah, so anyways, like I said, I drove from North Carolina all the way down to Texas, which was terrible. So... um Basically, yeah, I, I get out of the military, and um, I mean, it's dead set. Like, it's like, hey, time to get out of Dodge. Like, get as far away from here as possible. Not saying that I didn't enjoy my time. I mean, I had a great time in there. Uh, shout out to the Marine Corps. You guys have treated me really well. Uh, all my brothers and sisters back over there, uh, you know, doing the good work, and all my brothers and sisters overseas, man. Big shout out to y'all. 
um, in any single branch, not just the Marine Corps, Navy, Army, Air Force, all that good stuff, and the Coast Guard, big shouts. Um, but yeah, so let's see. I got my paperwork around, I'd say, 7.05. I was the first person in there. I woke up so early when I shouldn't have because I had an 18 and a half hour drive in front of me. And I got up at like 5.45 in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Got everything ready. First one in line. Waited for like a whole hour before they opened up. Finally get my paperwork. Boom. Hit the, Literally hit it. I had a bag of Doritos and three energy drinks. That's all I had to my name. And a car chock full of stuff. So, boom. I hit the ground running, dude. I hopped in the car. Everything was going pretty well. I think, I'd say like three, four hours into my first, uh, to the initial drive is when I had to stop. And I stopped at McDonald's and like eating in your car is already hard enough but trying to eat in your car while going across the country is just way harder I was like holding nuggets and trying to navigate a map on my phone and like trying to do all this crazy stuff like I almost got into an accident trying to eat totally ridiculous um but yeah so you think like traffic in the city's bad for some reason I was like well, I mean, it's the open road in the middle on the middle of a weekday, so shouldn't be that busy. But you would be surprised how many people are driving across the country right at the same time you are. And not only are they so there's like no rules out there apparently. Um, I mean, you see a state trooper every like I don't know thirty forty miles maybe, but dude, it's no holds barred out there like. Speed limit was 70, right? So I'm like, all right, speed limit 70. Flow of traffic's looking pretty decent. I'm, I'm going to go 73, 75. You know, cut everybody a break. Just do a little bit above um, the speed limit, uh, which is illegal, so don't speed. But, you know, you're just going with the flow of traffic. And um, people didn't like that. Not in the fact that I was going too fast, but I was going too slow for a lot of people. I was getting cut off. I was getting honked at. Uh, people would roll up to me and roll down their window and tell me to speed up. And uh, aggressively driving, dude, and I'm I'm going like 75, speed limit 70. These people are passing me 85, 90. And I'm like, dude, where are they going? It's 9 in the morning. Where are you guys going that's so important? And they're just gunning it. And I don't know. And sometimes they would pass me, and I would pick back up with them, and I'd be like... Hey man, it's me again. You saw me two hours ago and you cut me off, but here we are right here. You know, people are crazy though. They'll, they'll drive and, oh man, it was so cool though to see, um, the country, I guess, you know, I mean, I drove from North Carolina all the way down to Texas. I took the, the route, uh, through South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, beautiful States, beautiful, 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 lots of trees, stuff like that. I mean, it was amazing to look at, um, I stopped in Louisiana and Alabama, um, a very, uh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> very interesting part places to stop at a lot of stairs, a lot of stairs, uh, in, in some of these parts because I'm a, a, a Mazda with a dude dressed in, you know, Chuck Taylors and in a, you know, a band t-shirt and these guys are hopping out of their trucks with their boots and their jeans or, you know, they got like their fishing boats attached to it. And they're like, who is this city cat? walking around here and I'm like yo I don't belong here I really don't you know very interesting but I mean amazing amazing time if you guys are ever driving cross country I mean just take it really just take it in but I mean I was dead by the time I came back I think I got in at like two in the morning 
and I was crushing it. Uh, so bad. So, so bad. Now, a terrible segue into something that I actually saw the other day. Um, wearable chairs. Apparently, that's the go-to now. Um, and I, if you haven't seen it, you need to look it up. Wearable chairs. That, that means you can wear a chair. Oh, yeah, I'm a spokesperson. Y'all should sponsor me. Anyway, so basically what it is, it's like a harness, but it only goes on your lower body. And then you, you like, strap it in like a belt, and it's like a butt plate that, like, hangs. Or, it like, stays tight to your butt. And then from the back on each leg, there's, like, a prong, like, a, another leg that kind of hang, you know? And you can, you just squat, and it just posts itself up. And it's a chair. And you just sit. And like the commercial. The infomercial is ridiculous. Because it's it's all these people walking around like it's totally normal. You know what I mean? Like dudes are like sitting at the bus stop. And then like standing up. And like, oh, let me put away my wearable chair. And just prance on into this bus. But then again, I thought, you're wearing a chair. And if you look at the design. When you look this up. How do you do that? Why would you go on a bus? And Are you going to sit in the wearable chair? Do you take the wearable chair off and sit in the seat? Because it looks so uncomfortable. It looks absolutely terrible. Or do you sit in the wearable chair while you're in the chair of the bus and just be double chaired up? You know, it's ridiculous. And like this guy was like sitting in his office, like his home office, and he was like wearing a chair and then just like popped up and uh, like turned around. I was like, who, what are you doing? Like, especially if you're, like, in an office, like, dude, you look so ridiculous. Like, if I'm a new guy and I'm walking in and I see you sitting there in a wearable chair, I'll be like, who is that? They're like, oh, that's Jim. He's like, if you have a, a wearable chair, I'm assuming you're a standing desk guy, too. You know, that's how it all started. You're just trying. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, no, actually, uh, don't sit down at my desk. I stand um, way better for the legs, way better for cardio. Um, just keeps me going, highly motivated. It's like, yeah, okay, Jeff, let's calm down. We get it. You're environmentally friendly and you're all about yourself, but calm down. And now this guy's got a freaking wearable chair that he's just prancing around. And like, what do you do? Go to dinner with him. Super nice restaurant. The waiter comes over. Oh, sir, let me grab that for you. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I came equipped. And he just flaps the, the freaking things out of his butt. And he's like, and he's, but it's like so small like it's so small that he'd probably like sit down and be like eye level with the table <laughs> he's just like looking at he's just barely grazing the table he's like wow so glad i bought this wearable chair it's only 35 dollars <laughs> absolutely ridiculous but the guy's gonna make a splash in the market i i do honestly respect the guy who created the wearable chair because they're learning to live off their laziness. And honestly, if you really think about it, living off laziness is what's going to power this world. Think about it. Take anything. Now, teach yourself how to do it sitting down and teach yourself how to do it as fast or faster. If you can create that, you're sitting on a million dollars. You're sitting on enough money to power you through anything. Okay? That is the key. Huh. But yeah, uh, today's podcast is actually 
pretty short. We're actually going to wrap it up here soon. Um, it's just me today, uh, if you couldn't tell, because literally I've been running my suck all day. And I mean, if you guys are still listening, hey, shout out to you. And if you're not listening, that's a short episode. You got to stay tuned for that type of stuff, okay? So, like I said, new spot. I'm actually still developing my man cave right now in our apartment that uh, me and my girlfriend have. It's super dope. This is going to be the new studio. Um, going to have a few chairs uh, set up. Going to have the TV. We're actually going to be getting video super soon, guys. So if you're following the podcast and you're enjoying the podcast, send in recommendations about what you want to hear us talk about. And we're going to be on video super soon. That way you'll be able to see my face. If you don't know who I am, you'll be able to see... <laughs> whatever's behind the microphone you know we have a huge line of guests coming up i well not really huge because none of them are famous but in my opinion they're great people awesome friends of mine that have awesome stories and we're going to talk so much and uh i'm just so excited to bring you guys the next episodes coming up uh thank you guys so much we just got over 100 followers on instagram so shout out to all of y'all for coming through and following the page we're going to be uploading more content we're going to be doing so much fun stuff i appreciate you guys so much that you you guys don't even know uh all the great things that you're doing for us so um one thing i like to shout out before the podcast is uh the veterans crisis line national suicide prevention line 1-800-273-8255 once again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. Now, guys, uh, these are real people on the other ends of the line. They're not just robots or automated responses. These are real people with real help, and they're really qualified to help you guys out with whatever you're going through. If you're feeling anxiety, depression, or suicidal thoughts, there's always someone on the other end to talk to. So you can always call that number. But remember, before you call that number, make sure you reach out to a friend, a family member, brother, sister, mother, daughter, aunt, uncle, anybody uh, a next door neighbor somebody there's billions of people in the world and there's got to be at least one person who's ready to talk and willing to talk to you and if not you can't find them well then you can always find me on the page at the side conversations podcast or on twitter at side convo or you can always hit me up personally at kevin ray deanda on instagram or kevin ray deanda on twitter and talk to us we'll have fun we'll chit chat you know we can talk about anything because uh Whenever you think that nobody's listening, there's always somebody who's willing to do that. So I just want you guys to remember that and uh, just know that it's a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem. No matter how hard it gets, I promise there's a way to make it easier, and that's with the help of friends. So once again, thank you guys so much for uh, following us and listening. So excited to be back. Sorry that this episode was so short, but we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, and I'm so excited. Remember, if you guess the sound, if you got to replay it, replay it, but you got to guess exactly what it is, exactly what it is, and the first person to guess it wins $50 or a $50 gift card to wherever they want, all right? You guys hit me up in my DMs at Side Conversations Podcast on uh, Instagram, Side Convo on Twitter if you can guess it, or my personal pages at Kevin Ray DeAnda on all social medias, all right? Other than that, take care. I appreciate it, and we'll see you later.